0: for about 45 minutes. We'll have about 300 by the time we're done. I want you to take your uh, Sing to the Lord song books and turn to song number 116. Song number 116. I want us to begin this morning with this great anthem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's sing it together.
1: hunger on that old rugged cross.
2: Amen. Praise
1: God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall the therapy. I think she's done with either the chemo now she has the radiation. She's five years old, so I appreciate the church to remember
3: her in our prayers. Uh, no. Yeah. We
1: anointed in yeah, just a couple of weeks ago tell
4: me that she has a report. Uh, yes.
1: through him. Amen. 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 and speak to hearts as we pray now, as we believe God to speak to hearts, not only here, but <coughs> all of our unsaved loved ones, but yeah. everything that's going on in our world today, truly we are living in the last, last days, amen, amen. amen. we need to cling to that old rugged cross, we're going to exchange it one day for a crown, yeah. amen. amen. let's bow our heads in prayer. Unspoken request, but lift that hand first, I'm sorry. All right. Jesus, we appreciate your presence. We thank you for this beautiful, beautiful Sabbath day, Lord. We're so blessed, uh, Jesus, to uh, be a part of this family. We're thankful, Father, that we can pray one for another, love one another, share one another's burdens, Father. Uh, we're glad, Jesus, to be a part of this independent Beach Grove Nazarene Church. And we're thankful, Father, for this day, Lord, that we have a new a pastor now, Lord, that uh, you have provided for us uh, for the days ahead. We're thankful for the Bates family. We're trusting in thee to continue to bless them and help them and use them for the upbuilding of thy kingdom, for the glory of God. Lord, you know what lies ahead for each and every one of us. And, and Lord, we want to lay all of our burdens, all of our cares. We want to cast them upon Thee, Father. We want to bring all of these needs before your throne. Sister creature Sister, Lord, that thou would help her in, in, these, last, in these days ahead uh, that she's facing, God. Uh, that thou would be with her in the, in the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, and then, Lord, we ask that you continue to touch this one that, that came back with this great diagnosis. Uh, that you are touching your cancer and healing and helping God. We're trusting in thee to continue, Lord, to, to help the eyes, brother Osborne. Jesus. Benjamin, uh, bless us to glory today. We miss those that cannot be here because of sickness, but Jesus, we're trusting in thee to bless and touch and be real and near unto them. And Lord, go to the prisons, uh, go to the shut-ins, uh, go to those unsaved loved with God uh, and speak to their hearts and help them to know that you're able to deliver them. Uh, Lord, you're able to save them, Jesus. Uh, help them to see their need. Uh, show them the darkness uh, of, their, of their heart, Your God, uh, and reveal that uh, there's a great uh, a cross uh, that You have provided Your love and mercy and forgiveness at, Lord Jesus, and uh, help them to make their way to that old rugged cross. Uh, and Jesus, help us to exalt that cross, to lift You up once again in this service. Uh, bless the, the singing this morning, God, and bless the preaching of Thy Word, Jesus. Uh, and answer every unspoken request, Father, as we commit them into Your hands. Uh,
4: And then we have, I believe, for the first time, Dewey and Lynn Murray. Raise your hands. And they are the mom and dad of me. Our seats and cross the aisles and shake hands and welcome everyone to an Independent Nazarene Church today. God bless you.
3: Uh after Greenwood, which is a fundraiser that we have been announcing now for for several weeks. Uh, We have a student from Nazarene Christian School just across the parking lot here, Brooklyn Carpenter, that is going to be going to Thailand for the international convention this year. It's the very first time it's been held in Thailand, and she's excited. We're excited, and we trust that you get excited too, because you are invited to this fundraiser. All of the information is in the bulletin. If you'd like more information, uh, you can ask uh, somebody that's involved with the school. Uh, You can ask uh, Brooklyn herself, and we can give you the information that that you need. February 21 through 23 at 7.30 p.m. Youth Revival. Don't forget, like I said last week, we're all young, okay? We're all young. We can come support the Youth Revival. Brothers Paul Stetler from Hope Sound, Florida will be preaching for us February 21, 22, and 23. And everyone is invited more than you revival. That anyway, the 22nd, at 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., Sisters of Strength brunch, hosted by Sister Donna Bennett. For more information, you can ask Sister Bennett or Brother Bennett, or those that are, that are involved in the Sisters of Strength brunch. Then uh, Valentine's dinner on February the 14th, uh, that's also about the fundraiser, so we have uh, already mentioned that one. And for now, those are all of the, the uh, announcements, and we just want to re- remind you that Wednesday night, we do have our uh, midweek service at 7.30 here at the church, everyone is invited.
0: I want to take just a moment before Brother Thomas takes the offering, and, and I need some young people to help me. I have a few young people. Young men, could you come help me? <laughs> <laughs> come on, Daryl. you want to help? Since he's going to help today, he, he got a little shy on me, didn't he? Uh, Avery Miles, with, uh, I, I just want to say, uh, Ethan, I'm glad you're helping today. Uh, Sissy, uh, I'm glad you're helping. Here, here, come take some of these. I want you all to notice, I, I, uh, Miles, I'm going to hold you up for a minute, okay? Can I do that, buddy? Because I want everybody here to know. Then I'm gonna get my haircut just like you. <laughs> so, uh, so Miles has inspired me to have a haircut like that. But I just want to forewarn y'all because when you come next Sunday and you see my hair like that, you don't freak out, okay? I'm kidding, but he's my alter ego. So uh, anyway, Miles, so I'm gonna give you some of these right here, okay? And Ethan, I'm gonna give you some. Here's what I want you to do. We're gonna have youth revival. The, the third uh, uh, the third weekend in February, February 21, 22, 23, and uh, we had eighteen teenagers that went last night for a pizza party into a drama at Hartley Christians. And did uh, I not give you anybody? Okay, so I need some, somebody to share. Here you go. And uh, as you know it takes it takes uh it takes money to have youth revival. And you all have been such good givers for our revivals in the past. And so here's what I want you to do. I want these kids to scatter out. Here you go, Avery. Avery, here you go, buddy. See, if I had as much hair as you, it'd be awesome, buddy. Uh, okay, there you go. He said thank you. All right, okay, here you go, young lady. So y'all raise your hands if you would. Uh, sissy, did you get some? Sissy, come here. Here, Miles, let me take a few from you because I gave you too many. All right. there we go. All right, there you go. All right, so just farm out through the crowd. People, if you wouldn't mind, raise your hand. Take a card from these people. If God will lay it on your heart to give something, 50, 100, 200, we need to raise about $3,000 for Youth Revival. Uh, we're going to have special music. Paul Stebler's coming. He's flying in. Uh, we're going to have Bible College music here. And so we need your help. So go ahead. Everybody's raising their hands. Give them a card, okay? Amen. We might get up rid of all of them today, Brother Evans. Brother just sure as the world. We need some up here, don't we? Um, Stoner Edmonton? You want to come up here and help the choir? That'll be good. Thank you all so much for your giving. They're, they're raising their hand. Avery, you want to help him out? Huh? Yeah, somebody, somebody want to take this from Avery? Who wants to take this from Avery? He's, 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 he's diligently looking. There you go. All right. Avery, take this back to, to Blake, okay? Take that back to Blake. Blake, you better stand up. He's looking for you. So... All right, anyone else? Anyone else need one? There we go. Hey, 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 All, hey, right. hey, hey, hey. All right. Hey, All right. On, Sissy, Would you mind some people back there raising their hands? There we go, we got one right back there, a couple more. All right, I think we ran out. Bob, no. Bob help us. That's a good problem to have, isn't it? You got a couple more. All right. Miles has got a couple more. All right, we got a few more there. All right. Okay, a few more hands are really here. We're gonna take our time to do this right. Okay, still so ready to so we back over here. Oh, goodness. Thank okay. you. Wow. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much. Thank you for your giving. And thank you for your support of our youth revival. We are trusting God to help us. All right, young people, if you want to help take the offering, you come right back up here. Brother Thomas is going to receive the offering, all right? So, so uh, head this way. Uh, If you wanna, yeah, go ahead. That's it, that's it. All right, all right,
3: good. Mr. Ethan, where'd you go, buddy? Mr. Ethan went to the bathroom. Okay, there he comes. All right, Brother Thomas. Okay, some of the ushers are coming, some are not yet. Once we get them all all up front here, we'll take out the offering. And I do wanna remind you about the evening service today at 6.30. Come and enjoy the great music and the preaching and everything here at Beach Grove Independent the Church. Okay, we need, uh, we have several of our future ushers up here and some of the older ones too, so. Okay, everyone ready. All right, Brother
1: uh, Don Parks, would you leave some prayer please?
0: Bible time, but I'm very much aware personally that today starts a brand new chapter Amen. in the history of our church. And I must confess to you that I'm, I'm carrying the weight of that responsibility very keenly this morning. And so I couldn't get away from this song because I told the choir earlier. But I realized, you know, there was a part of me that just thought, "And if we could just come to church and everything be like they've always been. But we can't. It's a new day. You know, if it messes up now, it's my fault. <laughs> no <laughs> one before. <laughs> and so I thought it'd just be so nice. And, you know, just... But then I realized God has closed a chapter and started writing a new one. And I thought, well, we need more than anything else. What I need, you may not need, but what I need, is a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit Amen. for me. I want him to pour himself out fresh on the choir on our church board on all of us. And so I hope that as we sing this this morning, this will become your heart's cry as well. You listen. Mm-hmm.
1: 30 years ago, when we first got saved at the Southport Church in the Nazarene, I made acquaintance with his father, who's a dynamic preacher, and uh, he can sing too, but I don't think he can sing as good as his son. He's not here, I can say. But we love the Bates family. God has truly blessed us. We talked about, you know, blessed Redeemer, and I, I was getting blessed thinking of how God is working in. This
3: church, Amen. Amen.
1: providing the shepherd that we need in 2020, Amen. and I'm just so thankful that God's on the throne, aren't you? Amen. So let's give our undivided attention to this, God bless you.
4: you'll help this new pastor um, as he brings the word of God to us today, that he will feel the empowerment of the Holy Spirit as he speaks to us, that in every word we might hear the voice of God, that we would be drawn closer to you because of the message this morning, that it might impart grace to us, Lord, that grace that not only gives us the desire but the power to do God's will, We pray that in every verse, every word that's spoken, Lord, that it will enable us to do the kingdom work. For this, Lord, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Praise God. I want
0: you to take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Exodus chapter 20. While you're turning, let me just kindly remind you that our service tonight is at 630. And... uh, I hope you plan to be here and God is helping our Sunday night uh, services and our Sunday night crowds and God helped us Wednesday night. Now it was an election night <coughs> and that has a tendency to draw a crowd, but we had a great crowd and uh, we survived the election, amen? We're all here today. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, I've... I've had more nerve medication in the past, week. Well, i kidding. <laughs> but I hope you plan to join us tonight at 6.30. And I, in the next couple of weeks, I intend to make an announcement about our Wednesday night services um, um, that I hope you'll be interested in, and I hope that you'll be excited about, and I hope you'll support. So um, you just put that in the fly leaf of your brain, and... and uh, <clears throat> I, I'm gonna just give you a sneak uh, uh, sneak peek. Greg came up to me the other day and he said, "Brother Bates, are we gonna are we gonna uh, uh, start the kids choir?" And I said, "Yes, we are." And so we're working on that. and We're trying to hammer out a few details, but I want our young people to start singing on Wednesday nights, and so uh, I hope we'll say amen to that. Um, Because it is a good idea whether you think it is or not. (laughs) So anyway, I'll have more to share later. Exodus chapter 20. I hope you'll plan to keep your Bibles open throughout the the, the message today. um, Because I'm going to share several different uh, passages of Scripture with you. Exodus chapter 20, verse 22. If you have found it, please say amen. Amen. (laughs) And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, Ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Ye shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me and shall sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings and thy peace offerings, thy sheep, thine oxen. In all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee. In the book of Hebrews chapter 13, I won't take the time for you to turn there, but you can just jot down Hebrews 13 verses 9 and 10. The book of Hebrews is the New Testament explanation of the law. It's where the two come together, where the writer explains what the old law meant in Exodus and Leviticus. He explains it in Hebrews and reveals that what the law could not do. God sent in his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And so the two come together, so it is with the altar. In Hebrews chapter 13, verses nine and 10, the writer says this phrase, we have an altar. And I wanna talk to you this morning about the altar. I preached to you a few weeks ago on a Sunday night about the mercy seat. And I talked a lot about the altar in that sermon. What would you think would be the most important piece of furniture in this church? Is it the pulpit? I hope not because I'm not a real big fan. Is it the piano? I don't know what we'd do without the piano. Is it the organ? Lee Murray makes more music come out of that organ than I've ever
2: heard.
0: Is it the sound system? No, with a big mouth preacher like me, probably don't need the sound system. Sometimes it doesn't work. Anyway, these nice pews—we paid a lot for them. They're nice. No, I think you know where I'm going. The most important piece of furniture. This church is right here, but it's a piece of furniture, but the significance of it cannot be ignored because it is the place where people should come meet God. What I hope you understand this morning, brothers and sisters, and if you're new to Independent Nazarene Church, I I, I hope you understand how much we value our altars. Yeah. And how much we value what happens at these altars. Because we understand the significance of what God instituted, clear back in the book of Exodus. When he established a place where man, <coughs> pardon me, I'm fighting this terrible cold, where man would come meet God. Amen. To this day, we understand and acknowledge how important these altars are. But I also don't ever want us to get to the place that all the altars are is a place of symbolic Use where we gather in every once in a while and have good seasons of prayer just because we want to have a, you know, a holy huddle, you might say. No, they're much more important than that.
3: Amen.
0: Right. To every individual here, an altar has incredible significance, Amen. an altar has purpose. And altar is a place where God can and will radically change your life. Amen. And what I hope you understand this morning in the 15 minutes I have left is that we want you to come to church not just to enjoy good music. Not just to hopefully hear a decent sermon. Not just to listen to the choir or see your friends. But I hope that every time you and I come to church, it is a life-changing experience because of what God does to us when we're here. And invariably, much of that work takes place at an altar. When I was a young boy, I went to the altar all the time. I went to the altar all the time because people would gather around me and they would pat me on the back. There was one guy in the church back home that that gave the greatest back rubs you've ever had in your life. I'd go to the altar. My dad could count on it that he was going to have at least one seeker when he opened the altar. It'd be me.
3: I had a friend named Danny Dillo, and we'd
0: talk about it before church. He'd say, are you going to go to the altar today? Yeah, probably so. So dad would open the altar. I'd go to the altar. Danny Dillow would go to the altar. He always had secrets. I liked the attention. I was six, seven years old. I liked it when people would gather around. My nickname was Hobie. You're not allowed to call me that. <laughs> <laughs> call me whatever you want to. But don't call me Hobie. he would rub my back. Pat on my back. And, oh, God bless Hobie. I will never forget the Sunday morning that that changed. Dad gave an altar call there at Greensburg, First Church of the Nazarene. I was the only seeker. When the altar call ended, Dad said, he normally said, hey, let's gather in and pray. I waited for everybody to gather in and pray. That morning, he said, shake hands and be friendly. You're dismissed. I knew it at the altar, and I went, oh. Like that right there. And he just kind of looked at me. My dad sent me a clear message that morning that the altar was a lot more important than just coming to pray because I liked the intentions. But it didn't shine me away from the altar. Some would say, man, that was some pretty tough medicine that dad gave me. No, I learned a lesson that morning that if I was going to come and pray, it was serious business. And I remember as if it were yesterday. The service when I went to the altar was a nine year old boy when it meant something. And that service, I didn't need anybody to come pray with me. I didn't need people to gather around and pat me on the back. That night when I went to church, I knew I was a sinner headed for hell. And I wanted Jesus to save me. And I couldn't wait for the altar to be open. Because that day I was going to pray. And I was going to mean every word of it. And Jesus came into my heart. So I want you to understand this morning, brothers and sisters, how important the altar is. I have four points to share with you. I won't completely get through every one of them. But I hope you'll jot them down.
3: First of all, I hope
0: you understand that this altar is a place of reckoning. First and foremost, brothers and sisters, sin must be dealt with at the altar. That's what brings all of us initially to an altar. It's why God established the altar. It's why in the very beginning of creation, when he told Cain and Abel to make sacrifice, that's the purpose. You have offended a righteous God, and you must sacrifice to that righteous God. And when you shed the blood of a lamb, when you shed the blood of a goat, your sins will be forgiven. There's an interesting verse of scripture in 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 28 through 34. You don't have to turn to it. I'm just going to quickly tell you the story. David had been the king, and Solomon was taking the throne. And Solomon had a brother that named Adonijah that did not want him to take the throne. And if you remember, there was a moment where there could have been an insurrection in Israel over the fact that Solomon was taking the throne. And God intervened. David quickly realized in his dying moments what was happening. Commissioned the the high priest to uh, to, uh, anoint Solomon to be king. David's old general was named Moab. Or Joab, you remember Joab? Yeah. And Joab had followed after Adonijah, and, and, and Joab was uh, Joab had a bad history of doing a lot of bad things. And when David was dying, he told Solomon, "At some point, you're going to have to deal with Joab." And so Solomon became king. And those that had tried to overthrow his kingdom and had followed after Adonijah were suddenly realized that their lives were in jeopardy. And Joab went to the temple and went to the altar and grabbed the horns of the altar. And the person who went to take care of him took care of him at the altar. Now, Don, that's a very radical story. It is. But here's what one songwriter said. The altar is a tombstone and the epitaph is clear. It says grace fought the battle and sin died here. You see, brothers and sisters, if you come to this altar in seriousness of heart... You may be facing a God who's angry over your sin, but if you'll confess your sins and plead His precious blood, you can do business at this altar. And that's the first thing that happens at an altar. It is a place of reckoning. Secondly, it is a place of reconciliation. Between God and man. It happens here at the altar. God and man, could I just get, can, can I say this phrase, could I get a witness this morning of someone who knows what I'm talking about when they nailed an altar of prayer under deep conviction and God gloriously saved them and when they got up from this altar they knew they had made their peace with God. Isn't that a glorious moment in all of our lives? That's the first thing that happens. Brother, we come to an altar of prayer. Our hearts are heavy because of sin, because of our disobedience, because of what we've done. And the Holy Spirit in His goodness arrests us and convicts us. And we get out of our seat. And we come and pray. And it doesn't take long if we confess He is faithful and just to forgive. And in a moment of time, we realize that we've been reunited with God.
2: Amen.
0: It's an important moment. A moment of reconciliation. It's not just a place of reconciliation between God and man. It's a place of reconciliation between man and man. Or woman and woman. Or man and woman. Matthew chapter 5 verses 23 to 24. Jesus talks about the altar. It says if you come to the altar with your gift. And you realize that your brother has ought against you. Now, we've misquoted it a bunch. We've said many times, if you have a lot against your brother, go to him. That's not what Jesus said. Right. You know, it's, it's a lot easier to just wait for them to make it right, isn't it? Than to take the initiative to make it right. You ever, you ever known that someone was offended at something you did? And you, you know how difficult it is to, to deal with that? I had a situation like that just a few months ago. I'm going to just testify to you. I did what I felt like God wanted me to do. I went to that person and did my best to reconcile. You see, that's what happens in an altar. Brothers and sisters, that's why we believe in the altar. We don't ever want to get to the place to where our church is filled with division and, and dissension and strife. And if you and I will stay close to the altar, it won't happen.
2: Amen.
0: You show me a church that quits praying. You show me a church where people start drifting away from God. And it isn't long. You let, you let the devil isolate you and pull you away from church. It will not be long. You'll get cross-grained with someone in the church. That's why we have an altar. This is where we come to settle those situations. And what a glorious moment it is when you watch somebody get out of their seat, go shake the hand of someone they've had a problem with, and suddenly they both begin to weep, and God melts their hearts, and God brings them back together. That happens because of an altar. Here's the third thing I would have you notice. It's not only a place of reckoning and a place of reconciliation. But the altar is a place of reward. I want you to turn with me quickly to Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. And I want you to look at verse number 12. I thank God for these old promises that are found all throughout his Word. Here's an important one, brothers and sisters. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me. (coughs) And I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Can I just tell you this morning, brothers and sisters? You don't have to leave the altar disappointed. God, I've come to church my whole life and I've never really accomplished anything at an altar. I've I've gone to the altar. I've I've gone through the motions. I've prayed every now and then. But I can't really tell you that I've ever really accomplished anything. Let me tell you something this morning. I have good news for you. God's not mad at you. He loves you. He wants to help you. And you can't find Him at an altar. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't preach. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't have taken on this responsibility. I believe with all of my heart that if we will seek Him with our whole hearts, we can and will find Him. Amen. It's a place of reward. If you'll seek Him, you can find Him. If you'll pray, I'm going to tell you something, He'll listen. Amen. And, 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 and please don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to suggest that you have to come to this altar. I hope that you will. I hope, you know what, I've told you one of my biggest burdens for months now. I want God to stir the hearts of our young people to start coming to the altar and praying. I want that to happen. I hope you're joining me in praying that way. But I'm not trying to suggest you have to kneel at this altar. But I am telling you, you've got to find a place to pray. And if you will find a place to pray, God will meet your need. It may be driving down the road. It may be kneeling at your bed. It may be in your office. It matters not where it will be. If you will build an altar. Jesus can and will meet the need in your heart. It's a place of reward. And here's my last point. It's a place of rejoicing. You can jot down Psalm 43.4. A place of rejoicing. You don't have to walk away from the all our brothers and sisters unhappy. You don't have to leave church mad. You don't have to leave church sad. I, I want us to be happy people. You know, we took a little time this morning, and I'm totally cool with it. It's fine. Uh, we took a little time this morning, let those young people walk around here, run around here, and pass out those uh, 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 pledge cards. Yeah. Hey, I love that. I, I just, I loved every minute of that. I loved how chaotic it was. <laughs> where where uh, uh, let's see, Stone, Stone's not in here, so I'm gonna tell a funny story in Stone. Can I tell this, Donnie Parks? So I hope it's okay. We, we met uh, for that pizza uh, party last night at that place in Mount Summit. When I walked in and, 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 and sat down, I sat down by Stone and he looked up at me and he went, did you bring your chaotic son with you?
3: <laughs> and so you
0: know what I did? I, I I did this. I, I leaned toward him. I said, "Stone, which one? Did your mommy or your daddy call my boy a chaotic?" to just close by singing that. And I don't feel a strong pull this morning. It's been a unique service. Um, I'm not trying to suggest that I don't always fully know. I do my best, but I don't always fully know the mind of the Spirit. But I will say this.